Well, everybody, what's the crack? And welcome back to episode number 19 of the Inline G Flute Podcast with me, your host, motherfucking Inline G. Hey, hey, look at us. Look, look at us. Who would have thought of it? Not me. Episode 19. Episode 20 is next week. Have I got a special plan for it? Have a box. I will get something. I'll think of something good. I have an idea already in my head, but... I need to work with this a little bit. I'm still riding the high, guys. I'm still riding the high from the Gary Shocker episode last week. For those of you who don't know, who are maybe first-time listeners to this podcast, first of all, welcome. Come on in. The water is lovely. Um, last week's episode number 18, Massive Armpits with Gary Shocker. Yeah, it is what it says on the tin. I had the Gary Shocker on the podcast. It was an absolute delight. I had a blast making it it was so much fun it was a huge achievement personally for me to get someone to give this podcast a legitimacy that i felt like it always needed up until last week it was just a drunk guy on the internet a drunk irish guy on the internet talking bollocks about the flute now it's a drunk irish guy on the internet talking bollocks about the flute with one of the most legendary flute players in the world hello but did you guys enjoy it i need to ask um how did you find the episode did you enjoy the interview style would you like to see more interview episodes i'm sort of i'm not really sure where to go with this podcast now now that we've got a bit of a a flavor to it i'm wondering should i go ahead with interview episodes especially online interview episodes my biggest question is did it work technically for you it was obviously an online interview i'm not a fan of them in general i always find that when you see them online the audio sounds like someone's under the water help me i'm under the water and the video quality is laggy and buggy as shit and it just it never works online interviews there like if i listen to a spotify podcast especially for the listeners a spotify podcast where it's got an online zoom interview immediately turning that off it's terrible and i didn't want to do that to you guys i work very hard on the audio quality here to make sure you get what you want so i had a program that downloaded it locally and lossless and all that kind of stuff to get the best i could it was a disaster setting it up but i got there so if i could keep that quality and actually improve on it start letting my guests know what's needed on their end a little bit more if i could up the quality of that but what would happen last week was a minimum would you guys be interested in more interview episodes is the vibe okay that's my bigger question because ideally i want to get these people into a pub but for the guys that live or the guys and girls and everyone else that lives in america or canada or that side of the pond it's a bit difficult so if you guys enjoyed the episode and the format worked for you i will start looking at some bigger and better guests well not bigger and better than gary shocker but in general bigger and better i've spoiled you already with that one i'm sorry before i go on i will tell you a very funny story uh about my grandmother who's watching now my grandmother and my grandfather watch every episode of this podcast they are dedicated they sit down every friday stick it on the big tv and watch away now they don't uh they don't always appreciate my colorful language my grandfather sort of lets it slide my grandmother not the world's biggest fan i give her a ring once a week give them both a ring once a week to get a chat get a bit of feedback on the podcast as dedicated watchers they're actually very good for providing useful feedback and i was talking to her said gareth the episode last week was brilliant your man was so funny and you talked well together and the atmosphere was brilliant we really enjoyed it and you didn't even say a swear word the whole way through and there's me thinking did i not i thought it did there you are i got away with that one and she went, you didn't say a swear word the whole way through until the last minute. And now I remember. <laughs> so she said, I was watching the podcast and it was brilliant. And then at the last minute, you asked him some questions. And I heard you say to him, 
Gary, what's your favourite swear word? And my God, apparently she went white as a sheet, by white as a sheet. She was raging that I had asked one of the most famous flute players in the world what his favourite swear word was. She was raging and said, if I was there when you were recording that podcast, I would have took a bread knife and shoved it down your throat. This is a woman who abhors violence, or abhors swearing, but is very prone to violence. So I did get through without swearing. I think Gary swore once or twice, but I'm back now, baby. So anyway, if you want more guests on, let me know. It's something I will look into. And if you're okay with the format, I will start reaching out to some other guests. I have a little list on my phone, which I will not share because it actually features some of the listeners and watchers of this podcast. There is a small community starting to be built with this podcast, a small but dedicated community, which I'm delighted with. People who watch every episode or most of the episodes will chat about it. They'll provide feedback. They'll tell me what they liked and didn't like about it. It's excellent. And some of those people I would love to get on because I think we should build our own community here. We'll take over the fruit world by fucking storm here, man. The inline G community is going to be replacing the Facebook fruit form. Facebook fruit form. Say that three times fast. Um, Which actually brings me on to this week's topic. So actually, initially, I had written this script for this week's episode and it was brilliant. And the script was all going to be about why flute players and musicians are so sexy and it was brilliant it was me at my sprinkling sparkling best in terms of podcast writing it was going to be a banger you'll get it next week all right because i changed my mind i took a u-turn i turned this car around at the last minute about two hours ago because i had enough i was on facebook now i know it's my own fault i shouldn't be going on facebook But I went on Facebook and I got so wound up at what I saw on the Facebook fluke community that I have now went and rage made a podcast. I've became what I sought to destroy. I've became one of those white guys on the internet that gets angry and shouts about things and then all the other white guys agree with it. Although actually, the majority of listeners of this podcast are actually women. Hello ladies. I'm actually taken. Sorry girls. But there's no ring on it yet so if you move quickly. My girlfriend listens to this as well so sorry. Um... But anyway, I saw something on the internet. And, uh, again, it shouldn't be going on Facebook. It's not good for me. But I saw a post today. Now, I'm not going to name any names. I never name names in this podcast. And if you know who it is, you know, don't go after them. It's just to illustrate a point. So, yeah. But anyway, the post was, it was on someone's status. And I will say this person is influential within the flute world on that side of the pond. You know, whatever in america or canada or whatever it was one of the two or probably both i actually don't know which one this person is if they're canadian or american probably american actually no scrap all that definitely american i don't know for a fact but by this behavior that's american canadians are way too nice to do this so anyway the status was flutists need to play in tune full stop everything i have heard this morning on facebook has been out of tune full stop your two best friends dot 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 a tuner and a metronome and again the fucking dot 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 the ellipsis i will let you draw your own conclusions as to what age group this person belongs to but yeah and anyway what the fuck is that for a status man that is so vague and the the vagueness is so childish and immature like it reminds me of like my local facebook groups back in my hometown lisburn you know when people put these statuses up going like this town's full of fucking snakes PM me, hon. St. Patrick kicked all the snakes out of Ireland, but there's still one left, and they never know who you're talking about. It's ridiculous. Or, like, those people who put pictures of themselves up on Snapchat or, like, Instagram of them in hospital with just, like, a sad face, and then you ask them what's up, and they're like, don't want to talk about it. 
doing it for pure attention, man. It drives me mad, like deliberately vague. So you should think before you type, like you do when you speak. Before you speak, you have a wee think. Well, you should have a wee think. Well, a lot of people do, but you should have a wee think. And especially when you're an older person, because the time you have to type is a lot, because it takes you 15 minutes to type it anyway. The old witch that was typing this was probably hammering away in her glasses case for 15 minutes. But like this is bullying. This kind of status is legitimately bullying. So I got a definition of bullying for you. Now I got one from the Australian Human Rights Commission. Why the Australian Human Rights Commission? Because it was the first thing that came up when I googled it. And I do very light research for this podcast. If it's not in the first three searches, it's not getting in this podcast, alright? I'm the kind of person who goes on that QR website when people ask questions. Read the first answer. If it's not what I like, I just scroll down there. Find the answer I want. <laughs> so anyway, that's why it's the Australian Human Rights Commission. But here... For every American I bitch about, there is an Australian balancing out the world. This is a country that gives us two Minogues and a Delta Goodrum. And I see, when I saw this about an hour ago, when I saw Australian, as soon as I say Australian, I think Delta Goodrum. Man, Lost Without You, great song. If you don't know Delta Goodrum, man, get on Delta Goodrum. Anyway, they give us Natalie and Brody as well, so up Australia. So they're balancing this out. This might become a pro-Australia podcast and we'll just leave America to the dogs, man. But anyway, the definition of bullying is bullying is when people repeatedly and intentionally use words or actions against someone or a group of people to cause distress and risk to their well-being. These actions are usually done by people who have more influence or power over someone else or who want to make someone else feel less powerful or helpless. Does that sound fucking familiar to the students I just saw this morning? I'm getting a bit carried away, okay? Here, breathe away. But, listen, if you were a person who happened to post a video on Facebook this morning when this happened and you were playing the flute in it, you would immediately start feeling about two feet fucking tall because you'd assume that it was about you because it's so vague, it could be about anyone. You would assume that, I would assume that, any national, rational person was. And you'd be even more offended then. you think, oh my God, my plan has offended this person. They're bitching about it to their entire Facebook friends or a public forum they're bitching about it and they don't even have the decency to message me privately and tell me what they think about it they're doing it publicly and said airing their dirty laundry Um, it's ridiculous but if you're typing this out if you're the person typing this if you take two minutes before you type it like look at it before you hit the word post and just think here could this hurt someone could someone take this offensively if I was reading this could I maybe draw the conclusion that it's about me and would that potentially hurt my feelings quite badly? And if so, should I A, fix the post and not put that thing in about what you've heard and just say intonation is important for flutists and leave it at that? Or B, and probably more importantly, keep your opinions to yourself because no one gives a bollocks, you I love witch. Like, did your mummy never tell you? If you can't say anything nice, fuck up. And by the way, posting videos of yourself playing, it's genuinely anxiety inducing like highly anxiety inducing and it's actually quite fitting because someone had posted in the facebook flute forum today about this topic about posting videos they made a post saying that they were like an educator and they were like doing gigs and stuff like that and like a legit musician who was experienced but they suddenly had to start using videos for educational purposes and the anxiety of posting the videos or sharing with people 
was awful for them. It was so bad they couldn't do it. And they were quite, not embarrassed, but they were confused because they were like, oh, I can do concerts and I can play for people, but posting videos seems so much more. And they asked for advice on this and, you know, Facebook food form being the fucking Facebook food form. The comments were a mixed bag, we'll say. Um, One person actually replied saying something like, oh, I have the same experience. I'm terrified of it. So I just don't post the videos with a heart. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that absolutely useless bollocks. Please interact more with people on a help form. Man, what is... Ugh. Anyway. Posting videos is a difficult thing. So that's what today I'm going to talk about a little bit. And I'm going to just use my experience with it, guys. I haven't really wrote a script for this. We are winging this episode, to be totally honest. Um, I've got like a rough guide here. You know, I've got Delta Goodrum written down. But the rest, I'm just rolling with this. So I'm going to tell you about my experiences of posting videos. This is my story. Um, where has that gone? Yeah, I don't do the cuts anymore either. This podcast is done in one take. Just man, this is, this is amateur. Are you think the more episodes I make of this podcast, the more professional it would get? But no, it's went to the dogs. To be totally honest, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I do. I really do. I care a lot about this podcast. Anyway, social media journey. The first video I posted of myself deliberately for social media, so not a performance video or you know something. The only videos I would have posted before were if I was playing Irish music in a live gig or if I was in an orchestra and with no like exposed parts. Other than that, I didn't post videos of any solo playing or anything like that. I didn't have an artist page. I have one personal Facebook page and a very small Instagram account. Nothing to do with music. First video I posted was actually on St. Patrick's Day of 2020. Corona St. Patrick's Day. The whole country went into lockdown. I got stuck in Ireland. I wasn't meant to be in Ireland. I went home for my mum's wedding and then it was cancelled and I had to stay there. Staying with my dad. Um, and I made a video. Now, the video was, it was me. It was a stupid video. I'd had a few cans of Guinness. The whole world was locked down. It was St. Patrick's Day. We were all heartbroken. So I recorded a video of myself playing Hamilton Hardy's. Excuse me. That Dr. Pepper's kicking in. Um, Hamilton Hardy's in Ireland. Beautiful piece of music for flute and piano. It's a fantasy for flute and piano. Hamilton Hardy was actually from Hillsborough, which is where my dad lived at the time. I thought this would be great. So I made a video of me playing. And I mean, the video was shit. I had a MIDI backing track that I played off a TV. Um, I had just used my phone. The sound quality was awful. The playing was worse because it had a few, well, not that many drinks, but I had a can or two to settle the nerves. It was terrible, but it was fun. It was something I wanted to post. People were sharing things. There was live concerts, all that kind of stuff. So I thought, yeah, I'll get involved with this. Now, I recorded the video took me about half an hour to get a take that I enjoyed. Um, didn't get the whole thing. Got more or less of it. And I couldn't post it. Like, for the first few hours, I remember sitting and being terrified of posting this video. Like, I mean, awful. I was so terrified that someone famous might see it. I have, I, I have and had a lot of well-known flute players on my Facebook, purely because of, you know... The, the career I've had and the, the studies I've done and things like that. I've friends with these people and I was worried to think I'm shy. I think that'd be my career down the hole. As if like playing in my dad's living room after four cans of Guinness in a Celtic top is an orchestral audition. As if anyone was taking it seriously. Of course they weren't. And it only got easy to post it to be totally honest because I had a few more drinks and one of my friends had hyped me up enough to do it. I was terrified and after I posted it, I put my phone down, turned it off and just ignored my phone for the rest of the night, couldn't go near it. That was it. Turned notifications off and all, just that was gone. It was awful. 
No, that I the video actually ended quite well, that one, in terms of reception, but I didn't really care. The achievement was just posting it. And then I did a few videos after that, and I made a wee thing of it during lockdown. And I looked back at the videos I did during lockdown. They were awful, man. They were like little flute quartet videos of small arrangements. I did a pop songs. I thought, these are going to go viral. They were dog shit. They were absolute dog shit. But they were fun to make, and they're still on my Facebook page, I think. They're not on my Instagram or anything like that. I've deleted them from there. Um, but I kept them on my Facebook because they're a reminder of what it was. And I was proud of them at the time. Just because I think they're shit now doesn't mean I have to delete them. I mean, I cringe so hard looking back at them. The production quality is awful. The playing's worse. The Just so many things of it are not great. Um, and then about two years ago, I had a bit of an epiphany and I was like, I need to start using social media because people complimented me on my social media that wasn't anything to do with flute. And I thought, if I can combine this and make my social media into an artist page where I can also just talk shit as well at the same time, it could be a brand for me. It could be something that could be a career potentially. So I rebranded two years ago. I went from personal Instagram page to Gareth Houston Flute or Gareth Houston Flute as if my surname is Houston hyphen flute, which is what so many people thought. And then my cousins and my grandfather are all flute players too. And they've done the same thing, not deliberately. So it does it like the family of the Houston flutes, <laughs> which is, is great. Anyway, I rebranded everything, deleted everything off my Instagram and launched as an artist account. And I thought like, it would be a lifestyle account as well, but it'll not be like, it'll not be pictures of pints, which is now I went back to being. But I started posting videos of me like playing pop tunes and doing little medleys of like Dua Lipa hits and Arctic Monkey songs and all. And again, I look back at these videos and think they were awful. It was a good step in the right direction of learning how to make videos, what works, what I should be doing, what my brand is, getting to know myself, how to produce videos, how to make them. That was all part of the experience for me. Do I look back at them and with pride? Not at the finished product. I'm very proud of the fact I did it. And that's what I'm going to really talk about today. But the videos themselves are dog shit, man. They're back on Instagram somewhere. You can go check them out. They're they're awful. But I'm not going to delete them. You know, I'd fuck it. Um, I had to try on a couple of different looks. I had to try on a couple of different jackets and a couple of different things, metaphorically, to get to this podcast. This podcast is genuinely a great creative outlet for me now at this point. I love making it and it feels like it's got an identity that I wanted to have. I feel I've expressed myself in an artistic way that I haven't done on the internet before, but I have been trying on all kinds of things on the internet for the last five years. Well, three years officially but before that yeah i've been trying to get famous on the internet for five years or to get some kind of identity or brand on the internet for five years and i've only got to this podcast a couple of months ago and even then i only feel like the podcast has got an identity in itself the last month so it's taken me a long time to get to the point where i'm comfortable with what i'm making and i probably look back at these episodes in a month or two's time and cringe at them as well like i do episodes one and two of this podcast but so that's my kind of journey with it I'm still not 100% comfortable with videos. Like the videos of me talking, podcast, great. No fear whatsoever. Don't give a shit what I say on here. Don't care. Like I'm not going to be offensive for the sake of it, but like I don't get the fear or the anxiety of like, oh my God, did I say that? How did I come across? I don't care. People watch it great. If they don't, that's it. It's not designed to get followers. It's designed as a thing for me to enjoy. And it goes on the internet. But playing the flute... Although I'm much better at it and I will just throw videos together, I will like warm up. I will make sure I've got my best sound or somewhere near it. Yeah, I'll still get very nervous about making a video and posting it for a small bit of time. And then I check myself and remind myself of my tricks and tools to overcome that anxiety. And then it's fine. And then I post it. But that always comes back and it'll be a lifelong battle. It'll be like a 
it's like a mental health routine I have with this kind of stuff. Almost like when you like you look after your physical health. You know that you can't just like do one big blast at your physical health once a year and go for a run and see the doctor and that's it. You have to look after your physical health every day if you want to be healthy. I do the same with my mental health when it comes to music especially. I have to look after it every day. And if I don't for a couple of days, it'll start to slide. And the same way my physical health, if I you know go drinking for a week straight and eat kebabs and I'll have a great time, but it starts to slide then my physical health very quickly. So my mental health is in the same thing. I have to keep it in check on a daily routine. And being quite active on the internet now and wanting to be more active, that's the biggest part of it. So overcoming the fear of posting videos on the internet. First of all, it is a, I really get fear. Don't let anyone ever tell you that it's not a big deal to post something on the internet. I think it's a bigger deal than doing a live gig. I would rather do a live gig a hundred times over than post a video a hundred times it's much easier you do a live gig we're trained for this we're experiencing it it is what it is it's a set moment in time it's a shared experience we're all through it together with the audience and it's done and that's it while the videos people can watch them when they're in different moods on different days and they can revisit them they can obsess over them they can analyze them we can do that with our own videos it's it's much more what's the right word terrifying it's fucking terrifying man but overcoming the fear to be honest, it comes down to one factor. There's one thing that this all boils down to. If someone is mean or judgmental on the internet or in general, it is a reflection of them. Now, I know I sound like your mother when I'm saying that. It says more about them than it says about you, but it is true. Mothers are very wise. My mother is incredibly wise. She says that all the time. It is always jealousy or envy. It always is. It's never not that. They might not be jealous. Like You think, oh, well, why would a flute player who's better than me be jealous of me? They're probably jealous of the confidence you have to post videos of yourself on the internet or the confidence you have in your own skin. There'll be something that they're jealous of. It shouldn't bother people. They might not engage with it. They might not enjoy it. But it shouldn't piss people off to see a video on the internet. It just shouldn't. Of flute playing. Like, you're two minutes away from a beheading video on the internet. There's a lot worse things on the internet than people playing the flute. So if you're getting annoyed at that, man, I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. Now listen, I'm not perfect, all right? I've bitched before about flute players, especially when I was younger. But I'm trying to evaluate that behavior. I'm trying to treat everything I see, especially on the internet, with compassion and empathy. As much as I can. Now, I mean, how many videos do you go on TikTok? If you're on TikTok, how many videos do you scroll past without even batting an eyelid? Like, man, if I'm on TikTok, I can kill two hours on TikTok. Easy. And my facial muscles will not move. Man, I'm a zombie. I'm sucked into that place. You don't you don't care. And if you are if you're the kind of person that gets annoyed at other people's videos of them playing the flute or them doing something artistic or something genuine, maybe have a wee look at yourself. Maybe have a wee look inwards. And I'm not doing that in a judgmental way. I'm serious. Like I've just rage made a podcast. Okay, so like we could have been sitting here talking about sexy flutists and here I am calling people a witch on the internet. By the way, how great is witch as an insult? <laughs> I love it. I was talking to people about this this weekend. Calling someone a witch is brilliant. I love calling people a witch. It's it's innocent, but in the same way, it's so it's so offensive, but not in a... I don't know. There's an innocence to it, but it's so accurate. Stop being such a witch. <laughs> anyway, um, if you get annoyed at videos on the internet, look inside, maybe, and say, well, why am I annoyed? And I'm telling you, I've done this. I still do this. If I get annoyed at a video when I'm on TikTok, 
of someone playing the flute, which rarely happens these days, but it does, especially with maybe people that I studied with 10 years ago and the, the feelings of jealousy sort of come back. I look at it and I say, right, I'm going to take one minute and ask myself why I'm annoyed. Catch myself in the emotion when it's fresh and analyze it there on the spot. And it is very uncomfortable because I'm probably looking at myself going, Gareth, you're jealous. You're jealous that they either they've got the opportunity they have or they're brave enough to post it or they look comfortable in their own skin. Things that you want right now. And then I justify that by saying, no, no, you're just annoyed at the quality of the playing. You're not. The quality of flute playing doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't get annoyed at people playing the flute badly or good or it doesn't bother me. I don't care if someone plays the flute badly. There's more important things to be annoyed about than someone playing a wrong note in the flute. Um, so I, But I hate it doing it. You have to sit with that uncomfortableness. So I challenge you to do it. If you're the kind of person that does get it, we all get it sometimes. The next time you get that feeling of looking at someone else and getting a little bit annoyed, ask yourself why and sit with the emotion for two minutes, one minute, two minutes. Just sit and it's very uncomfortable. Be with the uncomfortableness. Don't scroll past again and just drop it. Ask yourself the question and answer it. Maybe write it down. Stick it in the notes app on your phone. I do that all the time. And read it and go, oh yeah, shit. That's my fault. And you will get better at it. And you will have a happier life, I promise. Now, that's why I try my best not to judge. Sometimes for this podcast, I do it for comedic effect. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Have to make those dollar bills somehow. Daddy's got rent to pay here. I am never saying that again. I'm so sorry. It's disgusting. Um, do you want to hear a story? I've put a I've put a thing in my notes here. Time for humbling school story? Question mark. I do I do have time. We're nearly at the end of this episode, to be honest. This is the most embarrassing story about me. If you if it, if any of you like me out there, or you think I'm a charming or a good person, your opinion of me is about to plummet, baby. <laughs> it's about to go rock bottom it's as bad as it gets when I was in school I was about 17 when this happened or 18 maybe I was still in high school and I got accepted to go to music college and I was the first person in the history of the school to go to music college well the second the first one was a week before me oh, Richard if you're watching you beat me to it but anyway it was a big deal and the music department you know I thought I was the king of the the king shit of Dude Mountain whatever you call it I can't remember that phrase. Anyway, I thought it was great. I loved myself in the music department. I thought, this is, I'm the king around here. I got the music college. There's a newspaper article about me. I met the principal. I know what I'm talking about. And we had a school choir and a school orchestra. Now, the school choir was excellent. The school orchestra wasn't great. There was no one in the school orchestra. There was about seven of us. We sort of merged it with the school band. And it just became a grab the players you can, try and get something together for the concert at the end of the year. Now, two different directors for the orchestra and the choir. The choir was great. It had so many people in it um, for various reasons. But there was a lot of singers in the school. So I was in the orchestra and the choir. And one day, I was chilling with the other 18-year-olds. It was about six of us. We got Chinese delivered in the school. Chinese takeaway. Because we were cool like that. And we were eating it in the music department when the teachers weren't there in our lunch break. And I was sitting there. And we just had the concert the night before. The choir sang well. The orchestra was awful and you know myself included i played in the orchestra and i just launched into this big rant of like oh did anyone notice that uh every time there's something awful in the school there's a common denominator in the music department basically saying that the person who directed the orchestra also directed the other less good things in the concert which were always the instrumental group things which it just wasn't the players for 
But I was going, oh, it's, there's always a common denominator. There's always someone, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. And then I said their name and said, it's because of Mr. So-and-so. And as I said that, all my friends were looking at me going, Garth, shut the fuck up. Garth, shut the And he was sitting in the corner of the room while I was bitching about him. And the worst thing was, he didn't say anything. He heard me and he just left the room and we never spoke about it again. And I think I genuinely hurt his feelings. Like I really, it hurt him so much he wouldn't even shout at me. And I felt like the, I still feel awful about that. I've actually spoke to him since and apologized and said I was basically just an absolute shithead. That was me just being the worst person. That was awful what I did. It was inexcusable. I was such a dick. I hated myself for that. And that was the most humbling thing that had happened to me in a long time to put myself, to put me in my place and realize you can't just talk about people the way you want to. People's feelings are hurt. The reason I did it, I wanted to look big in front of my mates. I wanted to try and look funny and cool in front of my mates, which is neither big nor cool. Do you know what's cool? Being kind. Being nice. That's cool, man. I'm turning 31 in a few weeks and I just feel old. This is the kind of stuff I'm saying now. But yeah, so if you had any respect for me, it's gone now. I was once a very mean person as well. But I've grown out of it. So here, back to making your videos. So um, if you're making a video, my big advice is not just think about yeah, what was the first point I made? Um, oh yeah, that people are judgmental because it's a reflection on them. That's number one. The next thing is as well, focus on yourself and focus on the journey. Okay, make the video for you and post it for you. And once it's out there, fuck it, it's gone. It's out of your control. But be proud and celebrate the fact that you made something. That's the biggest thing. That's what I do with this podcast, man. The, the episodes of this podcast, once they're released in the market and it's done, that's it. I don't care anymore. I could get a, okay, if I've got a million views, I'd probably pay attention, but I don't really care. I'm proud of what I've put out. I'm proud of the achievement I've got. I'll listen to certain people with feedback, but the biggest achievement is getting the episode out. That's it. Last Friday, when the Gary Shocker episode went out, I went out drinking to celebrate. I didn't check the podcast numbers all night. Didn't even care. I was just like, it's out. I did that, and it's gone, and didn't read any feedback, just got drunk all night, and had a great time, and got drunk on Saturday as well, and had a great weekend. Didn't even look once at it. Didn't care. The, the celebration was to do that and it's important to do that um and treat it as you would a performance okay i know that's not easy to do because it is worse than a performance and also people don't make comments during a performance the way they do on facebook like the comment i was telling about that generated this entire episode you wouldn't do that in a concert you wouldn't sit in a concert and then say oh this person's out of tune if someone did that in your concert and said that to your face you tell them to fuck off like, if someone did that in real life, even after a concert, they walked up and in front of everyone publicly said that you were out of tune, everyone would jump to your defense and they'd be shocked at them and they'd all go, what is their problem? Because it doesn't even matter if they're right or wrong or anything. The way they share their opinion, just, you go, nah, you're, you've lost any sense of legitimacy that you might have previously had. It's all gone. And it says a lot more about them. And to be honest, in an ideal world, we should pity these people. And I'm working on the empathy for that too. As you see, I haven't quite got there yet. I still get a wee bit annoyed sometimes. But that's my last stop, is to pity mean people on the internet. So anyway, remember, number one, it says more about them than it does about you if they criticize it. Number two, do it for the love of the process. Do it for you, for making a video and being proud of yourself for doing it. That's it. And number three, celebrate the win of doing it regardless of any outcome. Celebrate what you can control i.e. making the video 
not what you can't, i.e. the reaction and reception to it. And be proud of yourself. So I've got a quick challenge for you. If you're considering posting a video of yourself on the internet and you're too scared to, this is your call. Go make a video, record it, edit it, put it all together. Get your idea together, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever the idea you've had, it's good enough. I promise you, there's worse ideas out there. Um, and promise yourself, you're making it and you're editing it, but you're not posting it. And you swear yourself you're not posting it. And don't post it. But go make the video anyway. And see what happens. See how you feel afterwards. Now after that, one good thing to do, send it to one person. Find a friend, maybe. Someone you trust, send it to them. Post it anonymously in a subreddit or on a new TikTok account or somewhere that no one's going to see it that you that know it's you. Post the audio version somewhere. Um, if you want, send it to me. I'll have a look at it for you. I'd be delighted. I'd actually love that. But get it out there to one person if you can. That's it. Because you will get the same buzz of that that you will post it online. And the buzz is just, I did it and I saw it through and I finished it. I said what I did. I did what I said I was going to do. Which is how you build self-esteem. That's purely what self-esteem is. It's doing what you said you would do. And it doesn't matter how many people you sent it out to. It's one person. You've done it. You've made a video and you've shared it with someone. That's it. That's your challenge, okay? Or... Don't send it to anybody. Just make it and edit it and have it on your phone and then text me and say, Gareth, I did it and made it and Sarah. I'm not going to send it to anybody, but I'm happy. Spot on. Um, 99% of people are going to love it anyway. And the people that don't, the 1%, fuck them. Or pity them. Well, we shouldn't pity them. Um, and here, if you have already posted videos, you've got a person to post videos, fair play to you. Really, you should be very proud of yourself. I celebrate every video I post. I think it's a big deal, especially the ones I'm playing. And um, I don't watch many food videos. If I'm scrolling down through TikTok, to be honest, a flute video, I'll probably scroll past it. I'll throw it a like to make sure the person gets supported and I'll scroll past. Sometimes, if it's a piece I really like or if I'm a bit bored or I've got a bit of time, I'll watch it, but it takes a lot to catch my attention on, on TikTok these days. I mean, it takes a lot. There's better things in the flute that come past my TikTok. I'm scrolling past cats and raccoons, man. If they're not getting my attention, your flute plan's not getting it either. And that's my fault. Um, yeah, I've got a problem. I'm a zombie on TikTok, as most people are. So let that be a, a source of comfort to you. And the last thing quickly to say, by the way, top musicians, like the real top creme de la creme, they don't bitch about people on the internet for the most part. Some of them do. But in my experience, the really top musicians, the best ones, they don't bitch about people and they don't talk about people because they don't need to. They're comfortable in their own skin and that's it now i don't want to toot my own horn here but i know top musicians i've studied at two major conservatories you know i've been at royal college of music in cardiff and then i did my postgraduate in paris and you know i studied with some of the best flute players in the world some of my idols i played in master classes for fucking everybody i've got to know these people i'm intimately involved with some major orchestras i've got friends in orchestras i've i've got friends who play in orchestras at a level that i can only ever dream of getting to very good friends none of them bitch about people on the internet or bitch about people in general about their flute plan trust me they don't they bitch about a lot of things they might bitch about like conductors or abusive teachers or things like that but they do not bitch about people on the internet putting videos themselves up playing the flute they find it great that you're doing it trust me look at gary gary shocker last week he wouldn't bitch about anyone putting a video of their flute plan why would he he's way too nice he's an absolute sweetheart he's one of the best flute players in the world the most 
published living composer for the flute, he wouldn't bitch about you. And that's what top players do. The real top, they don't do that. And that's the people you should be listening to. You know, look at Maggie, my old teacher. She would never dream of saying that about someone about putting a video of themselves online. Um, and you see the lads that do get to that level, the lads and ladies that get to that level and are great musicians and do bitch about people, fuck them. I've lost all respect for them as musicians. I don't buy their CDs. I don't care anymore. I don't listen to them. I just, I just don't care. And I'm happy with that. There's more than one or two famous flute players that I've mentioned in this podcast that I've lost absolutely every bit of respect I had for them. And believe it or not, one or two of them have messaged me to try and get back into my good books. I've had a few missed calls from certain flute players, who obviously won't name, that I have badmouthed in this podcast, who are trying to meet me for a pint to make consolidations. So it's funny how the power can switch and that kind of thing. Fuck them. All miserable witches. That's what they are. And warlocks. You say warlocks for lads? Need to get an equivalent of that. So anyway, here. Hey, last word. Facebook. Fuck Facebook, man. Fuck Facebook. It's a sewer of that place. I have the best analogy for Facebook. Imagine if you went to a pub. In real life or a bar in America. Imagine you went to a pub. And you walked in. And in that pub was your Facebook timeline. All the people from your timeline having the conversations that they're talking about on your Facebook timeline. You would walk into that pub, you would take one look around and say, this place is full of pricks, let's go somewhere else. And on your way out, you'd probably get a jerry can full of petrol, pour it over the pub, and torch the place to the ground. So, treat Facebook with the same attitude as if you saw these people in real life. Fuck them. But, if you need a bitch, you can come and talk to me. Go make your videos, do your shit, be proud of yourself, celebrate the wins. It's so important. And, yeah... Look at me now. I was terrified of posting videos a few years ago. Now, look at me. I'm sitting on, sipping on a Dr. Pepper's ear, winging an entire podcast episode. I don't care, man. Be fine. And if it isn't, who cares anyway? What's the worst that could happen? No one's going to die. Did Americans have that phrase for the adverts for Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper, what the worst that could happen? Do you guys have that as well? Or was that a British thing? I will give you that though. Dr. Pepper is legit, man. So good. Anyway, quickly on that, drinking a Dr. Pepper. Uh, you all know the score if you listen to this podcast already. Podcast is free. Podcast will always be free. There is no plans to get a Patreon where you pay for extra content. There will never be that. Every bit of Inline G content will be free to everybody at infinitum. But if you wish to support the podcast, there is a link in my YouTube. There is a link on all my social media pages instagram if you go to the bio in the description of this video in the description of wherever you're listening to it there is a little link to a paypal you can go in and donate some money i would recommend if you enjoy the podcast donate the price of a dr pepper in your country do that once every one listen if you listen to four episodes and you get four hours of entertainment or three and a half hours whatever it is of entertainment after that you go do you know what those four hours of entertainment yeah i think that's worth three quid fire it over to me it's incredibly appreciated it gives me motivation to go on and it might hopefully lead to one day making enough money that i can sack everything else off and just make five episodes a week for you guys and interview the big stars and this place will go mad and you guys are coming on the ride with me there's big things coming up in this podcast you have no idea what i've got planned for this podcast um big things and you guys are on the boat with me and if it's sinking just like the titanic we're going down together baby um so yeah on that let me know what you want the podcast to do next 
We're developing an identity. We're developing a flavor here. We're doing it together. Your input to this podcast, you, the person I'm talking to now, because I know if you've made it this far, you've enjoyed it, or you're putting it on the background, in which case, thank you very much. I'll give you the stream. But in any case, tell me what you think. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you want me to do next. If you've got a topic you want me to cover, just throw me the fucking word, and I will dedicate myself to getting a deep, deep, a deep dive into it. Um, the flavor of this podcast has become, what conversations would you have with me at 2 a.m. in a pub? So that's the route we're following it's got its identity now so let's nail it down and if you've got any guests you think you want me to get on let me know i can ask okay there's no one that's out of reach genuinely i think i can get anyone on this podcast and any topics blah 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 now this weekend this podcast this came out on friday the 10th of november saturday the 11th of november is carnival here in cologne it's a massive party, so if you tune in on Saturday to any of my social media, you'll see me dressed up as Jerry Hallowell from the Spice Girls. And if you tune in on Sunday, you'll see me going to the Bayer Leverkusen football match because we are top of the league. We're going to win the Bundesliga. It's going to be a great weekend for me. I hope you guys have as great a weekend as I'm hopefully having. I love you all very much. It's great. Ciao, guys. Mwah.